Welcome to Startup Health Now, the weekly show celebrating the health transformers and changemakers reimagining medicine. My name is Stephen Krein, and on today's episode, we have Anthony Durand, a entrepreneur who is revolutionizing the medical tourism industry. It is the duty of leaders to lead, of the creative to create, of the daring to do. The free world expects leadership of us. Its fate and our fate depends upon our leadership. We are industrious, inventive, restless with the fires that burn within us. Well, I say that nothing is easy, and the best things are the hardest. And all our troubles, all our immense difficulties, now and in the future, can I say, be solved if we have the will, the courage. The future is to those who take it. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. Good to see you. Uh, it's great, great for you to be here, and it's always nice to spend time together. I'd love for the listeners to kind of learn a little bit about Voyagerman, but before we do really get into who is Anthony and why did you start this company? Well, you know, Steve, I have a personal story behind why I started it. I thought there's a big need for some way to find great specialists in the U.S., especially uh, from other parts of the world, and there's a business case for this. It's a big business, $5 billion a year, but the personal side of it is I'm a cancer survivor myself. And 20 years ago, I had testicular cancer and was able to go to Johns Hopkins, just luckily was living in Baltimore. But as I researched you know, how medical tourism works, people aren't as lucky around the world in finding the best specialist for what they might have. So mm -hmm. that's why I started the company to begin with. And what were you doing before you started this company? First time entrepreneur, so tell everybody yeah. what you were doing. Well, I had a successful career on Wall Street and uh, kind of built up a good book of business. Uh, ended up at Forbes Family Trust as a managing director. And one day, my co-founder, Dr. Struan Coleman, came to me and said, we need to figure out this problem. And how do we get more patients to the US to be, to be treated by doctors like himself? So after a lot of thought and consideration and trial and error, we came up with the uh, medical tourism marketplace where people can find and search and travel to the best doctors throughout the US. Always wanted to be an entrepreneur, like exposed to entrepreneurship. Sure. I mean, it takes a certain type of person to want to leap from Wall Street or yeah. any industry for that matter into entrepreneurship. Yeah, always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, when I was in college, I uh, had a few businesses that had started nothing big, you know, just things for summer jobs and things like that. But um, when you're running your own business, it's a big leap of faith in yourself and, and you have to have a passion behind it and why you're doing it isn't just about making money. And I think so much more so in healthcare because you know, you're affecting people's lives. And it's not just always about making a buck on every transaction, it's about helping people. So had you thought about doing it before and just didn't have the right idea, or you hadn't really thought it was at the right? Yeah, that's it. And I, I, I tried a few things, and uh, while I kept my day job, uh, this is the first thing that kind of really let me take the one foot off the dock and get on the boat and go. And um, I think having that own personal story behind it was really what made me take that final leap of faith, you know, knowing that I could do what I'd done for myself and for uh, other family members uh, over the past uh, year, actually, uh, and give that to the rest of the people that are becoming customers of ours. So so how do you describe Voyager Med? I mean, I, you just kind of generally talked about the area you're in, but what do you describe? What is Voyager Med? You know, we like to think of ourselves as um, connecting people with great doctors. That's our mission, right? At the end of the day, how we do it is through an online marketplace where people can find and evaluate and then 
choose and travel to the doctors that we have in our network. And that's different than going to Yelp or going to a doctor rating site like Vitals? I mean, tell me a little bit about how yeah. it's different. I think that a lot of doctor sites are really educating around kind of, do they take your insurance? Are they local to where you are? And we're more about think outside the box, and especially if you're coming from another country. Like, for example, in China, they only have five of the latest cancer drugs that have been invented in the past five years, where we have 50. So there's 10 times more uh, drugs that are available to treat your cancer in the US. You have to come here. If you have a specialized form of cancer, or, e or even one that responds to immunotherapy, uh, let's say, those drugs aren't available yet in certain parts of the world. Right. So when people, most people think about medical tourism, they think about going the other way, right? right. Getting a cheaper version right. of a procedure or a treatment somewhere else that is a fraction of right. the cost of the U.S. You're doing reverse tourism? Right. So most people read in the media about people that are going to Thailand or Costa Rica or some exotic place in the world to get lower cost dental care, let's say, or plastic surgery. But we're, we thought about it differently. We want to create a network of great doctors, and starting with the U.S., we may go global at one point, but we'll still be all about the doctor. We really want to focus on great doctors first, medical innovation, and then bringing together patients that need that innovation from those doctors and making sure they get access to that. Okay, so you're vetting the doctors, and then people hear about the marketplace, they go online, find the vetted doctors, and then? Yeah, so then what we learned is over the past year, we learned that people really want to have that connection with the doctor first. If you're coming from India or the Middle East or from China, you really want to talk to your doctor first that you're coming all the way across the, around the world to see. So we integrated a uh, virtual consult platform, a telemedicine uh, consultation where people can uh, sign up and uh, talk with their doctor that they're going to see and um, talk about their condition and get a virtual second opinion before they actually make that big leap to travel to the US. Yeah. So, so tell me about you know a couple of examples, even one great example or two great examples that yep. illustrate the power of this platform that kind of come to mind that wouldn't have happened but for Voyager Med. Yeah, we had a patient come to us and this was actually a specialty that we hadn't focused on. Uh, <clears throat> a young man in India had a rare form of um, what's called moya-moya disorder. It's a type of mental disorder and was suffering from a very severe stroke. And so we were able to find the top expert in at Harvard at Children's Hospital in, in Massachusetts. So he just told you what he logged on and, and I'm just trying to get a sense yeah. of how. Yeah, so he logged on and sent us, a, the, the family actually sent Gave us. Gave you the problem. He, that's that right, so this is the problem we're having. And I said, you know what, we've got to help this person. This is not really what we focused on with our specialties, but let's, let's see what we can do. And so once we got connected with them, we connected with one of the top experts in the world at Harvard and got them together in a virtual consult uh, from India to Boston. And we're able to kind of give them, they were having problems with the hospital in India because obviously the family was very stressed and were trying to push as hard as they could. If you've ever had a family member in intensive care or an emergency situation, you want answers. I mean, you want you want things to happen and when they're not and when you're under stress, sometimes you 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 know, you get upset. And that's what happened in this case and the doctors weren't responding anymore to kind of the medical needs of the patient. So, what we did was get a virtual consult with the doctors from Harvard with the patient in India, the patient's family in India, and gave them a real great peace of mind, a second opinion, a kind of a treatment protocol and plan where they were educated and they were empowered mm -hmm. to kind of feel like they could give instructions on an educated basis to the doctors there uh, and gave them you know, much better 
uh, feeling about the treatment care that the, their son was getting. Okay, and they came here? And well, this, this is still ongoing. This is okay, just like so a, this recent is, this case. Is a recent and case. So once he's stabilized, they're coming here to All from right. with us to. All right, so go back, yeah. get, go back six months a year. Tell me another example of a. I, just try, I love it hearing the how this went from a simple yep. request into actually success. Yeah, so uh, about six months ago, one of our uh, very first patients, uh, there was a family from uh, the Middle East uh, that had a, the patriarch of the family. They were in um, Pakistan. And he had a very rare kind of disorder with his hands where he couldn't use his hands anymore. And so one of our hand surgeons, uh, Dr. Badia in Miami, Florida, is an expert at uh, orthopedic uh, hand surgery and upper extremity. So we got them together in a virtual consult as well. And what you're able to tell uh, with a telemedicine consult from uh, our platform is really kind of what's going on, what, what are the limitations, and he was able to diagnose right away some of the problems. And he recommended instead of doing surgery on both hands at once, let's do one and, and see how that turned out. So the patient came to Miami, got surgery, and a very good outcome. Excellent. So I understand what the compelling opportunity need is for the patient or the family member yep. who, who has the situation they desperately need help with. What type of doctors or providers or hospital systems are using yep. the platform or signing up for? Tell me what their you know, use I, case is. Yeah, I think that um, medical tourism from big institutions, you know, the Cleveland Clinics and the Mayos and uh, MD Andersons of the world, it's been in place for decades, right? They've been having people come to them for a long, long time. So the value proposition for our doctors as individual or practitioners that are not associated with a big institution like that is that they can get access to these patients and number one to you know deliver the innovative care that they are doing day to day but from a business perspective you know typically these patients are cash paying patients and they're very eager to kind of learn more about what their options are outside of their home country and access the quality of care that we can deliver to them. Right. So what's the mar I mean it's fascinating when you, it seems so simple, right? You just think about like Yeah. duh, right? But <laughs> what's the marketplace like? Are there a lot of competitors? Do you find there's a lot of yeah. options out there and if so how are you different? Yeah, I, I always say our biggest competitors are the big centers, right? So at Mount Sinai uh, or um, Cedar Sinai, you know, the the big names in each region are kind of our competitors there, but we look at them as collaborator collaborators as well because we'll work with the doctors that are within that institution mm -hmm. to bring patients directly to the doctors. So um, the inbound, they call it, inbound medical tourism market is about a half a million people a year that come here and spend about $5 billion a year. It's a drop in the bucket to, you know, three and a half trillion of, you know, U.S. Glo you know, healthcare spend, mm -hmm. but uh, globally it's 60 billion, and there's no one player that's kind of monopolized that. Even with, um, Mayo Clinic, I think, owns about 5% of the inbound medical tourism marketplace. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, that makes sense. What today does ha you know, the company look like in relation to where it might look 10 years from now? How, yeah. is, how is it going to be different? So we want to be what you would consider a virtual hospital in a lot of the same way that Airbnb is a virtual kind of uh, residence or hotel or, or lodging facility facilitator, right? So we want to facilitate kind of the every hospital or every medical service that can be provided on a traveling basis. Um, you know, you're not going to go for uh, trauma care, but we're working with some trauma doctors on virtual consult because these doctors know a little bit or a lot about many, many different things that come in the door in a trauma unit. So they're ideal for something that happens in real time and with our medical, uh, you know, our, our virtual consult platform. 
Gotcha. So. Um, are the, you mentioned the those hospital systems are potential collaborators. How? Like, do you see the big hospitals yeah. using your platform or yeah? Into your so platform? this is really interesting and exciting for me when I get uh, a reverse inquiry where I'm not going out and trying to sell our idea and concept. Love that? Yeah. So Magnet. we had a, we had a, a hospital from a big city in the Northeast come to us and say, "Look, we'd really like to have you figure out our kind of medical tourism strategy and how we would implement it." So. So this is a hospital. They had no real outside of their community, no yep. real outbound. Yeah, their um, community hospitals serving yep. you know the, a city uh, population and saw kind of a an opportunity because they have a lot of patients from China. Uh, they're in a Chinatown region of the city, and we said, well, let's. We came up with a whole strategy for them. That's similar to the strategy we, we use overall with mm -hmm. our business, but s specific to their. Kind of specialties so within a the private hospital. label, or is it a yeah? It'd be, service? It's a, yeah. be like a private label uh, strategy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What's your biggest challenge? Our biggest challenge really is to get people kind of get the word out there and let people know that we exist and what we can provide. Uh, well, forget about what you what do you exist. How many people even know? The, I mean, clearly, we you know we 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 live in areas you know uh, we're in New York, so yeah, access yeah. to care doesn't seem like a daunting uh, prospect, but I can imagine that this word needs to get beyond the borders of big cities, either in the U.S. or in Europe and other places where this is not a challenge. Um, does this affect people in the United States and just out, like, you know, Long Island or in the yeah. Midwest or, like, yeah. who doesn't know about this? Well, it's this, funny right? that you, you asked that because, you know, <coughs> what we found, and <coughs> I had not expected this, is that we got a lot of inquiries from U.S. patients that are looking for a specialist care. If you so it's not all people from the outside the U.S. Correct, coming here. Correct. Right. So pe when people Google search a certain specialty and they'll find a doctor on our site, they'll inquire, you know, make an inquiry to us to find out if we, they can get connected with that doctor. Why? Because it's really hard to figure out what the right specialist is for any given type of treatment that you need. If you don't have a family member, a doctor, a general practitioner, or somebody else you trust, kind of get uh, to know what referral to make to you for which doctor. It uh, could be 10, 20 miles away. So what percentage of patients in using your platform are already in, or in the U.S. already? It's about 30%. Is it really? Yeah. It's about 30%. So that's a really um, unmet uh, demand, and I think that we're, we're meeting it by providing them with a great service. Gotcha. And so uh, who pays here? I mean, it, it clearly, you know, there's money moving hands between the patient and the doctor. I mean, how do you, what's your business Yeah, model? so, you know, the initial outset of virtual consult is a paid consult. It acts as a second opinion, and we're competitive at the about $500 for an hour consultation mm -hmm. with, a, with a specialist. And then once they decide to come from another country to the U.S., uh, we take a percentage. It can be 5 to 15 percent. It usually falls out around 10 percent of the procedure fee. So it doesn't now cost the patient any more money. It's the doctor. No, because the doctors, we negotiate with them a bundled rate, and within that bundle is our fee. Gotcha. So to mark this place in time, how many doctors are on the platform right now? We have about 600 doctors on our platform that have uh, you know, signed up with us, what we call our board of medical experts. So in orthopedic, spine, fertility, cancer, cardiology, and plastic surgery, those six specialties. And we'll grow that to over two dozen uh, very quickly uh, in the near future. Oh, yep. very, and yep. biggest one is biggest, biggest area? The biggest area is cancer treatment, right? And so after that is orthopedics. Yep. Excellent. Okay, good. Am amazing work. And, and are you, how long has the company been around? It'll be two years now. Uh, 
pretty soon. Yeah. All right, so let's f switch back to entrepreneurship. Last two years, biggest surprise as from the entrepreneurship perspective. I never knew I could work this much without feeling so great. I, I mean, it's just like it's every day is a new adventure and every day is a new challenge that uh, I just can't wait to, to meet. It's a, it's a great experience. What do you wish you knew two years ago? I really wish I had known how important the uh, virtual medicine, the telemedicine part would be. Um, would have built that right at the outset. You we didn't we launched it. our site about a year ago, and um, I think we would have integrated that right away because that was a kind of a, in the conversation with the patients, that was something that was in very high demand. Yeah. So you created a process that makes yep. it wor work, and so that's, that's you only yeah. get that from going out to market to figure it out. <laughs> right. Um, uh, from an entrepreneur's perspective, you know. Um, you have a team, you've got a whole bunch of things from deliverables for your product, taking care of your customers, finding great doctors. Um, what what do you use to kind of stay organized, stay on top of things and kind of you know, I'm, I'm old school, but I love search. So I just kind of throw everything onto my desktop uh, on my on my laptop. I don't have like anything kind of physical much anymore, but I search, right? So I love to have uh, the ability to search for where everything is. So Google is my favorite. <laughs> I, I wish it was a Google for my physical <clears throat> life where I could like just Google where, you know, that, that uh, you know, hat was or something. Hey, yeah. Internet of things, you'll get there. <laughs> um, and uh, are you reading a lot to figure this out? How you kind of, what are you, who are you surrounding yourself with to kind of learn the, the entrepreneurial ropes? Clearly is your, you got a great advisory board, you got a great team, but who, who else? What else do you? I mean, you guys consuming? have been you guys have been fantastic. I mean, as, without Startup Health, I don't think we would have gotten to where we are today uh, as quickly. Oh, stop! And, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, you know, if you ask other transformers, I mean, they'll say the same thing. It's it's phenomenal. Um, well, you're part of an important army of, yeah. of entrepreneurs that are you know all working together to figure out what yep. works, what doesn't work. So yeah, the other thing I use very religiously is LinkedIn. LinkedIn has helped me grow my network and is a kind of a uh, you know very warm introduction now for me with people around the world. So we did a search and you know we're thinking about expanding internationally one day and how we would do it is using uh, doctors that are trained or educated through the US system or Western European system and so I've been connecting with doctors that are working in their their local communities or in other parts of the world that have had that kind of uh, experience and training. And so LinkedIn has been an amazing way to grow kind of my network and learn from other entrepreneurs and what they're doing. Do you, uh, what was the last book you read or are reading or, <laughs> or one did to read? I don't know, some Star Wars book with my kids. Good. No, I don't, I don't have time to read actual books anymore. I was just reading about building my business. It's, you know, it's rather depressing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anthony, a, a real pleasure. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. I think what you're doing is so simplistically it's so simplistic, but yet so critically important. And I think even, you know, changing people's perception of medical tourism from a thing, yeah. you know, out to a thing in. Yeah. Um, incredibly powerful. So uh, ha happy to have you a part of the startup health community, but more importantly, the great work you're doing, um, you're carrying an important torch. So thank you. Great. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Okay. Thanks. All right.